we are back, and we got kind of sidetracked after we saw this really lousy magician at the Magic Castle in L.A., which we heard was great. It had like two and a half stars on Yelp, but then we decided to check it out and realized we ended up in some weird demonic place where there was some goblin, gremlin-looking guys started biting us, and then one of us actually had to sign a deal with the devil, but his name was Jake from State Farm, and I don't know, it was a long tangent, but anyways, you're listening to Earth 894, a Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast who's been busy at work lately, just like Jen is, trying to defend the court, get a little uh, She-Hulk smashing going, and some other fun stuff on the side. We are joined by two incredible podcasters, and you're going to hear from them in just a minute, but I'd be remiss, like always, if I forget to introduce you to my man, who's always got a good plan going. He is the one who can do it all day, and he is the best dad ever. He goes by the name... Donny Blaze! <laughs> That's Louis Tatarini. How's it going, man? I'm good. How are you? I am doing pretty well, man. I am surprisingly like very awake, and I have no idea why, and I have to wake up at like four in the morning tomorrow for a weird meeting that's taking place in europe um so we'll see how this goes and i apologize if any of my coworkers are listening it'll be a good time man <clears throat> I, I can't believe you called donny blaze a lousy magician uh well Open i don't know the show man. With if, that. well if we get a cease and desist we'll know why but i mean we'll just leave it at that as long as you don't talk shit about my girl madison i don't care oh i think we're all going to be in new stands for another person. <laughs> I mean, we were expecting She-Hulk stands to come out and just all be simps for her, but hold up. Someone else has entered, uh, like, Player 2 has entered the fight. Speaking of Player 2, 3, and 4, let's round off this panel with our guests here. So, from the Two Black Nerds podcast, which, might I say, have incredible, credible artwork that they've been doing. We were just kind of uh, fanboying and being simps for them a little bit. But how great they have these, like, Thor, Love, and Thunder and kind of design and everything. You can just go check them out uh, on their Instagram, TikTok, everywhere. They're amazing. But to hear how amazing they are, let's introduce them. So we are joined by Desmond and Jordan. How you guys doing? Good, man. Doing really good. Really good. Glad to be here. Yeah. Thanks for hopping on, man. It feels like... Uh, I was putting together like our lineup of all our guests from other podcasts and stuff like that for the She-Hulk episode reviews. And I think that almost felt like a month ago. I was getting like, I just had some free time when my band was in the studio. I was at a coffee shop and I was just pounding away. And now it's like, wow, it's finally here. Almost halfway through the season and glad to have you guys on. I mean, I appreciate you for having us here. Heck yeah. Yeah, it's kind of crazy in a weird spot, considering this is like a nine episode show, and yeah. we are at the halfway point just about now when it's typically like six. And so, but it's flown by. It's weird how like quickly mm-hmm. it still manages to move. But yeah, really excited to talk about this episode today. A good one at that, hopefully. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. So before we get into the actual discussion of this week's episode, which I think hopefully is uh, getting people more on board with uh, Madison and everything like that, uh, let's kick it off with our favorite fan faded segment called MCU for you and that's how they really should have opened up uh the d23 marvel panel not with rogers and musical but i'm <laughs> I'm, I'm totally kidding we we love that <laughs> i so, could do this all day oh perfect <laughs> um so this is a segment if you guys first time listening this is where we like to just kind of catch up What's been MCU for you? What's been marvelous? Have you bought another Funko Pop figure that you're trying to hide from your significant other? 
have you watched a film from 20th Century Fox that you may or may like because it could or could not be canon because we don't know. Maybe we'll find out in 2027. Or are you just trying to have a good time and get on with your life by watching some good old-fashioned TV? So, Louie, let's kick it off to you, man, like I always do. What's an MC for you? Devin, what on earth are you talking about? <laughs> um, no, no new Funko Pops. Every time I get a new one, she she gives me the look. And the disc <laughs> replay over here, they have so many good ones. They have a juggernaut over there, and I was like, mm. but I, I didn't I didn't go buy it. Um nothing nothing super crazy going on. Uh we did the D twenty three stuff. So now at dinner I sit there and I talk to my wife about Marvel and she follows, but she doesn't care as much as me. So mm-hmm. I'll just bore the living shit out of her until I'm like, okay, so clearly you're done with me. I'm going to clean up the kitchen. And then she goes <laughs> and does her thing. Uh, most of what I've been doing is uh, hanging out on TikTok, watching everybody shit on the, uh, on the Thunderbolts cast. And it's making really? me, yeah, it's making me pretty damn upset because huh. they're like, like, like when we were talking the other day, I said, do you ever see those ones where the guy goes, whoa? or whatever yeah and they showed uh the red guardian who i hold deep i hold right here and uh they they used the it's the biggest piece of dog shit one that the rock says i was so upset how dare you people and uh yeah i'm just basically getting upset at tiktokers over the uh the thunderbolts cast (laughs) angry man yells at cloud yeah. Don't let TikTok get to you. <laughs> Use your platform you have, Louie, with those 100,000 jer- views of your bunch ones. Of jerks. It was, <laughs> yeah, but that was me singing a, a song. And that was my own. That's the, yeah. I, c- I couldn't do that on ours. I've tried. Well, interesting. You know, I, this is my first time hearing that, like, people are shitting all over the Thunderbolts cast. But also, when you say it out loud, it's not that surprising. And I feel like I should oh, have yeah. expected that. But, you know, I feel like there's still oh, more that yeah. they gotta like unveil with that. It's still gonna be, you know, secret. Don't wanna reveal oh, too you know. much. But where where is Zemo and Ghost is the only one with powers. The rest of them are just like super soldiers. Hmm. Which uh I do I don't have a problem with. Also they want Ghost Rider and the Punisher, who aren't in the MCU yet. So That'd be so wild. I mean <laughs> like hey, by the way, know. here's uh, uh like here's yeah. two people. Here's John Bernthal. Right. Yeah, Rosario <laughs> Dawson in the background, like I fucking told you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> awesome man, that's cool. Uh, let's kick it over to you guys. Uh, Jordan, how about you? What's been MCU for you, my man? Man, you know, so I decided to rewatch Thor: Love and Thunder because Ooh. it's on Disney Plus now, and upon doing so, realized it, it's a weird thing because. It, in actually watching it, it made me remember that Taika will be eventually directing the Star Wars movie, you know, and that's mm. years away at this point, I, I guess. But it also just made me further like angry when I saw that they didn't announce any Star Wars news at D23. And there's like this weird in between that's happening right now. I don't really know. But rewatching Thor Love and Thunder uh, was kind of a common experience where I just gradually like the movie less and less which is unfortunate it's it's kind of unfortunate when something mm-hmm. doesn't age up that mm-hmm. well the more that you watch it 
So it was it was it was interesting. I mean, I will say there's like a lot to still enjoy from it from that perspective uh, on my part. But it makes me just wonder about this whole this whole direction, you know, moving forward and like what what role is Thor going to play in the future? Mm. How long is it going to be before we see him again? You know, I feel like there's just a lot of questions in there, you know, and the D23 stuff is the big question that I feel like I heard out of that was. Oh well, what are the Avengers now? And apparently, there is there are no Avengers, you know. And so we're doing things like Thunderbolts and stuff like that. So um, I don't know. It just kind of got me thinking about a lot of questions about what what's all happening. Um, we have a roadmap, but I, I'm still not sure what really the point is quite yet. So it mm. was it was it was curious, you know. So I think uh, I think I think you know we'll see how it shapes up, you know, over the course of like further rewatches. But it was one of those where I kind of got a little bit less enamored by the movie on another watch interesting you know that was actually something i was going to oppose to you guys is uh now that um love and thunder is on disney plus but it was like you know d23 disney plus day so much stuff going around they're like i don't have time to watch it yet but i was kind of curious if you did did it like change your view on it since then um so that's interesting and i totally can relate on the the uh, skepticism more on ytd in star wars and you know that's my biggest surprise at d23 not a single star wars movie got announced crazy it's kind of crazy know. yeah it, make, it, make, it makes you wonder just like what, what 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 are what are we really you know sort of leaning towards and what are we doing in the future um yeah. and, and maybe they just don't have anything ready but it, it's it's a curious decision yeah and someone did point out a good fact um that like you got to realize like the next time they put a star wars film out on theaters like this is the first thing to follow up after the end of the skywalker saga excuse me saga so they got to make sure mm. that whatever they're putting out there mm-hmm. has to work because if it doesn't then you are <laughs> you're in some trouble um yeah absolutely but this is a marvel podcast uh i talked to my therapist about star wars so it's okay that's for another time (laughs) awesome man how about you desmond what's been mcu for you uh i've actually started um rereading the tenahisi colts black panther comic book run and um rereading my ironheart comics as well Nice. Um, that I have in order to prepare for the Black Panther film coming out. Also pre-ordered the uh, Riri Williams Mark One Ironheart Mark One Funko Pop. Ooh. So yeah, just pre- preparing for all things Black Panther, and you know, in November here coming up. Heck yeah, man! Now is uh, so how do you like to read your comics? Are you more of an actual physical comic or a digital guy? Uh, mainly physical, but mm-hmm. like say say like uh, there's an issue I'm missing. I'll just like try to go find it for free yeah. <laughs> or uh, using like a subscription service or something like, Oh, can I find this without having to go to the comic stop, you know, to, to, to read it. Um, but a lot of stuff I have physical. Um, nice man. So yeah, that's cool. I, uh, I try to get into like physical comic collection. I have a couple, like I finished the, I always forget his name. Um, I finished the Kylo Ren, like six issue run that they did mm-hmm. years ago. I have a couple of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love them. Um, I actually have not finished the actual series. I only read half of it. So it's been sitting in my <laughs> shelf for like two years. Well, um, I feel you. Yeah, but I haven't like, we use a Marvel Limited, so we just try and like catch up on stuff. Yep. And I've been trying mm-hmm. to read Secret Wars, the original like event for no joke, six months. And it is taking wow. me forever. I have no idea why. It's just, it's just, I don't know. So we'll yeah, find like out. That sometimes. Do we, this is the poll, guys. Will I finish the original... <laughs> special event of secret wars the comics before they announce the fantastic forecast <laughs> that's the question 
You probably will, because at this rate, I don't know. I don't know when we'll ever see this imaginary cast that's floating around. Uh, I, I wonder. Do you think that reading the original, like, is a, is the original event sort of a prerequisite for you before diving into the more recent run from from 2015, or is it just kind of separate and you just want to tap into the original? That's a good question. I feel like knowing Marvel, they might tap into a little bit of both. But I think it's good to know the original mm-hmm. and then see how different it because I know it's like totally different where one is incursion based, one is just, you know, um uh, uh, what's his face? Um totally forgot it. Actually he hasn't even shown up yet, and I realized. Um in the comics. So the, the spoil Beyonder? It. Spoilers. Yeah, it's Beyonder. Beyonder. <laughs> totally kidding. Yeah. Um but yeah, thank you, Louis. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. Uh have you guys read that series before? You know, read the main line but of course there's all the tie-in stuff that i i, I just did i could not you know i know that there, yeah, there's just a ton of stuff you know yeah the tie-ins were just yeah. I, I thought about maybe maybe trying to do that but it, it, it just becomes a lie but i did read the main the main series mm. yeah I've, I've never just sat down and like read it in order i don't think um so i've read like a little bit of the original and then like a little bit of 2015 too so mm. i just need to sit down and all together now <laughs> just, <laughs> right you know. This is something I probably can't do all day. That's why I can read like one issue. That's how you do it, though. Yeah. You read like a couple issues a day, and you can say checkbox, and mm-hmm. you did it. It's Try like, again tomorrow. It's like uh, if you ever had to do reading for points in like elementary school, where it's like you have to make sure you read this many books and then take a test. And if you don't, you get to sit in another classroom by yourself. No pizza everyone... for you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. hated that stuff. <laughs> Maybe not want to read. I was like, fuck you. I don't want to read Harry Potter. <laughs> I'm just gonna listen to the audiobook when I'm driving when I'm 26. <laughs> which i go. did <laughs> what a and i took my time <laughs> i showed that teaching lady well i think that's a great point for we should start transitioning I'll into the buy my own damn pizza <laughs> right <laughs> come to chicago we'll tell you all the great pizza places rumor it's not giordano's um yes oh, it I is it's okay. <laughs> yes <laughs> it is uh-oh we'll get back to i told you this is gonna happen i told you guys <laughs> <laughs> it just always comes back pizza it's it's the it's the great uniter the great conversation that brings us all together right exactly so uh we are now four episodes deep into she hulk attorney at law and so we're kind of at that weird point where it feels like it's halfway but it's actually technically not because it's not an even number or whatever so it feels a little awkward but this episode i feel like it actually might be my favorite episode and i said that on episode three but now i'm saying on episode four so I can change my opinion, guys. It's possible. You can do it. Um, titled, Is This Not Real Magic? And I like it for a number of reasons, but I kind of just want to set like a uh, get it like a baseline here for you guys. Uh, how do you feel about the show overall? Have you been enjoying She-Hulk? Do you have kind of ups and downs? Like, what's your relation with the, ups, uh, the series so far? Yeah, I, I would say for me, so far, the series has been, it's been pretty good. Um, I do think that I continuously find myself more invested every week. It just grows and grows, like the relationship with Jennifer as a character and what they're trying to do. And I I think as we see the vision ultimately expand on what this is designed to be, that's where I see myself buying into it more because it does feel different than a lot of stuff that the MCU has produced. Mm-hmm. It just... I think the weird sort of disconnect that I've had with some of the things that have happened, not all of the things, but some of the things is just the tone and then also the structure, I guess, of the show. It's just like a balance of tone and structure where, yes, this is designed to be a comedy and it's designed to be, you know, really lighthearted and low stakes, which I'm 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 in for. I like that. 
Um, but sometimes the the tone of the comedy doesn't always land for me. But I, I do think that this most recent episode was probably the funniest one thus far. They had some really good stuff there. Um, and then just the structure. You know, I think we're still trying to figure out what this whole thing looks like with MCU TV and how it works. And now they're do- doing sitcoms um, or a sitcom, I should say. And it feels different than other sitcoms, like more traditional sitcoms. So still also just like adjusting to what that actually looks like for a Marvel television show again, because this hasn't really been done before. So a part of me wants to take it a little bit easy on just like how I view the show, because I I recognize this is kind of unprecedented territory, but overall pretty good inside and solid so far. Well said, man. I feel like you should say that more publicly. Do you have a podcast? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was thinking about launching something really soon and one of my best friends, you know, we always talk about it. Right. Um, But no, thank you. It's, yeah, no, it's it's definitely one of those things where it's like we're thinking a lot about it now that it's like a week to week sort of situation with the Marvel yeah. shows. Um, yeah, I think it, it, it puts in question just like everything we saw in the movies for 10 years. And now they've like completely dove into a new medium and they're learning that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I find myself definitely giving them a harder time. But I think that's just mm-hmm. because the expectations have been so high for so long with them. Yeah. Good point, man. How are you, Desmond? How do you feel about the show? Uh, yeah. So I had, you know, kind of. I think predicted what this show was going to be just knowing she Hulk and Jennifer Walters as a character, you know, um, in terms of the, the kind of people she brings together just by being a lawyer for superheroes. Um, Mm. and I think we're heading towards a lot of that stuff, which is, I think why the show is getting better, even though I liked it before, right. I wasn't in love territory yet, but, um, I think we all kind of echo the same sentiment that this last episode was probably close to our favorite, <laughs> you know, if not our favorite. And, and, and part of that is I think because there's a lot of shenanigans that comes with being a lawyer for superheroes. And so, mm. um, again, in the, in the beginning, I could tell they were trying to find their footing, right? We hear about how the first episode at one point was the penultimate and we hear, you know, all these other things, but it seems like we're coming, I think it's, it's coming into form slowly, but surely. And so, um, as as of our again, I already liked it. Uh, hopefully, I hope we're entering the territory of if every episode is like episode four, maybe I might like it even more. <laughs> you know, yeah. kind of up the ante a little bit in terms of uh, uh, how I feel about it. So again, right now, um, I like it, but I think we're we're hopefully headed um, even even more um, upward by terms in terms of uh, uh, quality, yeah, and entertainment. Like you said, mm-hmm. it, this episode was also funnier. So, so we'll see what happens in the coming episodes. Thank you, yeah, man. So, Louie, you and I, you know, we talk about this all the time, but, like, I think you and I are kind of in the same kind of boat for how we've been feeling about the show. But, like, after seeing this episode, how have you felt or how's your view changed at all? I still kind of feel like there's no linear story going on. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, it's not ending right now. but if for whatever reason it got canceled today and someone said, what was the show about? I would have said there was no, like it was just a different thing. Every episode, I feel like there's no linear thing. So hopefully now with the, you know, with the thing at the end with Titania suing, or maybe we're getting into a more something I could grasp onto. If that Mm -hmm. makes any sense. Like I've liked the shenanigans and this and that. And, you know, they've had to introduce her and, and show what she's about and what she likes and yada, yada, yada. But I feel like there's just not a, uh, you know, it, there's like no main storyline just yet. If that makes any sense. 
Yeah, I, I agree with that too. And that's what I was kind of thinking that's where we're finally at. Because at the end of this episode, I mean, we find out that ironically enough, She-Hulk is being, uh, or Jen is being see- uh, sued because Titania trademarked, and I think that is so troll, uh, the term She-Hulk. <laughs> and it's just like, it's so funny because I thought like, it's is it GLK and H? Is that the abbreviation of the law firm? Yeah, yeah that's, that sounds right. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm pretty sure Titania was represented by GLK and H too. Um, so it's almost like, is the same firm suing the lawyer who's ahead of the firm? Or unless she like got separate like coverage? I don't know. That also could be me just looking too far into it. But I was just like, wait a minute. It's like, I don't know. It, I'm curious to see. Um, I need to ask my uh, the singer of my band. He's a lawyer. I want to ask, like, how often does this happen with big law firms that they actually have internal lawsuits going on? Because, I mean, you're almost like, hey, you're, I, don't, I don't know. It just seems kind of weird to me. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, do you but know to that sentiment? Yeah, go ahead. Do you, do you know why it's like ironic that she's suing her over the name? Do you know how She-Hulk became a character? Have you heard this story? Yeah, see the TV networks trying to come out yeah. with their own character. What yeah. was it? N- NBC or CBS? CBS was, was mm-hmm. playing Hulk, and then uh, they wanted to do a girl Hulk character, so they were going to just do it. But Stan Lee wanted to get the copyright in, and so, so he just made a comic. a comic book because that was faster <laughs> oh. than making a whole ass TV show. So he just made a comic book <laughs> real quick about a girl Hulk, so that way CBS couldn't do it and copyright it. And that's why it's funny that like she's getting sued over copyright over her own name. That is so meta. Wow, <laughs> that, that's awesome. Deep. Damn, thank you, Louis. I didn't know that. Oh, um, I got you, fam. <laughs> that's that's why I love you, man. Um, I uh, I do remember hearing a little bit of like the whole per- like I guess besides like that little story, but now like She Hulk was also you know. She looked sexy. She looked hot. She was muscular, but like she was also very comedic in the comics. And I always heard that was supposed to be almost like a, a type of um, like commentary on just how like men were viewing women and stuff like that. Like, oh, she can't be super buff and like men like muscular and everything like that. And clearly, there's a there's a crowd out there that's totally swiping for her um, on Matcher. I don't know if it, is it right, is it left? I've never used a dating app, so I have no idea what is bad and what's good. Doesn't really matter. I think you swipe right to 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 match with somebody. If you if you want to match with them, if you yeah, if you want to approve them or whatever, I think it, I think it's right. Gotcha. He thinks. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while, you know. It's been it's been some years, you know. I, I, I did I did I did have a time, and you know, listen, I it was it's pretty it's pretty trash. It's pretty trash when you like really sit there uh. and think about it. It's like yeah, no, this this is one of the things that maybe technology could have just like kept and we, we, we really shouldn't dive into. But, you know, it's there. It's it, it has right. its purpose, I guess. I think I only know one couple who successfully have a relationship that started from like a, a dating app and are still married today. But that is literally one. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. But yeah, that's that's funny. Um, <laughs> well, cool, man. So this whole episode, I mean, really, we start off with the whole like Magic Castle sequence. We get that Donnie Blaze and realize he's just like a kind of like really subpar magician. But then he pulls out that good old sling ring. And then, uh oh, now we got the plot line. Um, My funny thing that I was kind of thinking about, though, is this whole Madison. She's great. I don't think anyone's going to say bad things about her. Maybe. I mean, she spoils stuff. So that kind of sucks. Um, <laughs> it's also another commentary on the cat, like the cast and actors of how they're always spoiling stuff. Good old Holland, yeah, exactly. and Ruffalo, right? Um, 
But my question I want to ask you guys is, so we know that Donnie was now kicked out of uh, being a sorcerer and everything. However, he decides to use a sling ring and like transporter and everywhere to somewhere he, I guess, maybe just thought because he's always saying fire, fire, blaze, and like that's his whole gimmick that I guess maybe he just naturally thought to transporter somewhere. And it's like, hey, guess what's hot? Good old hell. Um, but I wonder, has he actually transported anyone there before? Or has he, was that literally the first ever uh, occurrence of him actually opening a portal to wherever? He sent Madison. Mm. Um, mm. You guys ever given it any thought? Or am I just way over dramatizing this? Louis, like, yeah, dude, stop. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always. No, I, it's a, it's, it, <laughs> I think it's a reasonable question. I mean, I, fir- I was shocked when it opened to see that it was indeed probably hell. That that first shocked mm-hmm. me, like, wait a second, that that's where we're going? Um, and I, I hadn't really considered whether or not this might have been the first time or maybe he had done it before, but I mean... Listen, if you're getting kicked out of being, you know, trained as a sorcerer after I think Wong said a week, it was like a week he got kicked yeah. out. I mean, I don't know how many portals he's actually opening at that point or if he's <laughs> doing so in a, I guess, an aspirational or I don't know, something, you know, something, something for good. Right. I think he's probably mm-hmm. doing it for his own selfish reasons. But, um, you know, it doesn't seem like he has a ton of practice with that, just based off of how things went in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and And he should probably probably try other other locations and other places because you don't want to deal with demons um coming out of hell that's that that's you know we saw that that's that can be bad that can be really bad so i don't know gross i don't know how much uh practice he really took with 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 that beforehand yeah ned ned was was doing a decent job yeah what the (laughs) hell yeah right like yeah ned got got us what we wanted he got us what we wanted man (laughs) he 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 concentrated and put him i think that donnie blaze had no idea where he wanted to put people I think that's why it was just like he had no thought or direction in his mind. That's why like the the second girl, right, ends up being Madison's friend or whatever. She's yeah. like, I'm not going in there. But behind her, you see like a motel or something. I don't know. Yeah, it was it, a truck. It, was, it wasn't limbo. Was yeah, it wasn't hell. So yeah. maybe it's just different every time. If he if he opened up hell before, maybe. Uh, that's crazy. If somebody went in, I think they would have seen it though. Like before they went in there, there might have been a bigger problem. Mm-hmm. True. And also, who let him keep a sling ring? He got kicked out. He I thought it. about that. Yeah. Like, what's the process of like turning in your stuff after you get <laughs> right. dismissed, or what? What is that? I, I, and but in your you badge. know, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But you know, a lot of I feel like a lot of places out here they might have just lost track. You know, it's so many of them at this point. I think a lot of a lot of times, you know, people just kind of slipped through the cracks, or maybe he stole them. You know, he could also just like took them himself. You know, so I don't know. Thanks to Wanda. Mm-hmm. Louis, I think you and I talked about this when we back when we uh, remember that movie Multiverse of Madness and everything. Um, yes, I enjoyed Multiverse of Madness. I think I'm the only person in America. But <laughs> now you got supporters I, here. I did. Too. I did. I did like it. <laughs> nice, man. Um, were you and I talking about like where is Mordo of Six One Six though? Because we just got like eight three seven. Do you think like Mordo could still be around at all? Did he get blipped and just said, eh, anyway, I, I'll deal with my little <laughs> thing later? Because I feel like this is Donnie would be the kind of guy Mordo goes after, you know? I feel like we're not getting any more Mordo. I feel like Mordo is, is no longer. No Mordo. No Mordo. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, maybe, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like after he got trapped in a ditch, and Multiverse of Madness, they're not trying to uh, build up 
uh, Mordo. That it's your you feel me cry every time. <laughs> I still don't understand how like I got just stuck in a ditch. <laughs> like I don't know. He just he just kind of stopped trying at that point. He like <laughs> he just got left there, and Strange runs away, and he's just like. I'll get you and just point at the sky, but he doesn't do anything. It's like you're a sorcerer. You could probably get out of there. <laughs> exactly. It's like, look, give it a shot. Just jump. You know, he got out. So you could, too. It's like, oh, wait, actually, on second thought, uh, I'm going to stay. Because he's like a little overhead feed of what's Wanda doing. Like, I'm good. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think Sam Raimi talked about a deleted scene with 616 Mordo. That was supposed to be in the movie. That's right. But it got, but it, uh, got cut out. But I just mm. remember he's supposed to confront Scarlet Witch something something. Mm. Oh, yeah. I think I remember that. Wasn't it like uh like concept art or something? Or I, mm-hmm. I feel like I remember talking about it. yeah. Oh, he sure. probably dies. Yeah, probably. There. Literally probably, probably dies. dies. There you go, Devin. He's dead. But maybe Scarlet Witch killed him. <laughs> Rip. Maybe but. they're doing something else with him, you know? I hope so. Um well one thing I, I just get- I just love I love your ability to watch this show and then go, I wonder what Mordo's doing right now. (laughs) (laughs) Just like last week, last week we had Tom from the two sides of the story podcast, and you guys were convinced that Wong was Kang the Conqueror. (laughs) Yeah. I said, How on earth did this even happen? (laughs) I blame Tom. He he pulled it out of me, man. He made me think, and I was like, "Oh no, yeah, oh, yeah." Uh, yeah. You got oh, wow. sweet innocent Wongers is is Kang the Conqueror, Wang the Conqueror, and, and now you're talking about now you're talking about Mordo. I don't even know where you get that from, man. Like I didn't think of Mordo at all. I I probably never would have thought of Mordo again if you didn't bring him up. It's on my second watches. That's where I start brainstorming and just like completely wandering where I probably shouldn't. And that's kind of what happened to like Madison. And then she ended up in a good spot, which is also another question I have that kind of fits in your theme, Louis. Um, she gets to go meet this uh, guy with the goat head or a goat named Jake, which I swear this is like, hey, you know, Mephisto, you know him, you know, that devil guy you thought was in every fucking project. Mephisto confirmed. Right. <laughs> but then all of a sudden she's like, uh, I'm not going to talk about it. But then she just shows up in Wong's place. Donnie didn't send her there. He sent her someplace, kind of just said, Kazam, um, or Flourish, and then she just shows up. Like, who actually sent her to Wong and why? That's also my thing that's, like, scratching my brain, like... It was Mordo. Mordo. <laughs> probably, probably dead Mordo in hell sent her to Wong's place and said, there you go. Seek, you... seek my revenge, you know? Dead Mordo so is, dead Mordo is Mephisto. Yeah, we're, exactly we're right. Yeah. <laughs> it all Mordo connects. Uh, We've done it. Yeah, I don't know. That that part was it was weird to just yeah how she just like made it to Wong's place and there wasn't really like a tie in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Didn't she she mentioned that she had to sacrifice? I guess the 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 goat or whatever. Uh, six, six, blood. six drops of her blood. Six. Wow. Okay. Well, Why six? Know. Six six six. I actually Uh-oh. have no idea. I don't know either. Six, six Infinity stones. stones too, you know. So there's, there's. I mean, a <laughs> lot, a lot of symbolism behind six there. But um, yeah, that part, something. that part was a little unclear about what, what was going on there. Yeah. Poor Wong, man. He's just maybe, trying to watch TV. Maybe, maybe Mordo asked her for Soprano spoilers, and he would get her out. 
because of that. <laughs> like, tell me what happens, and then I'll send you to Wong. That's a different <laughs> kind of hell. <laughs> Dude, honestly, that is a literal hell. Like, one of those anti-hells. Oh, hi, cat. Um, that would have She cried me. for three days. But like, he did. <laughs> imagine, like, okay, so, like, hell, there's people who, like, the seventh, is the seven circles of hell, Dante's Inferno, where it's, like, literal mm-hmm. suffering. But yep. sometimes I feel like my literal hell is stuff like people who do every time they're about to talk and then <laughs> just little things like that, where I feel like this would be Wong's hell. Everything he wants to enjoy, spoiled, spoiled, spoiled. Like, that is a modern-day literal hell. Like, you are, you, you can't enjoy things. It's always like, yeah. hey, guess who dies in The Force Awakens? Because that happened to me when I was waiting. Oh, You're is that my lying. trivia question? You're lying. Oh, maybe later. <laughs> Who dies in The Force Awakens? <laughs> oh, man. Do you know? Um, I don't even know what number movie that is. Seven. Is that where Han Solo dies? You are correct, Louie. Yeah! One for like 10 okay. or whatever. Let's go. Yeah, I was uh, waiting in line with some friends. Uh, my semester just ended on that morning in the winter, and I was going to school in Indiana. And so literally, imagine where going on in the midwest in december it's cold as fuck and so i decided to buy enough seats for the entire row for all my friends and everything i was like they came later but the theater we went to was not uh reserved seating it was traditional so you actually had to like hey guess what if you want a good seat you got to get it and so me and a couple friends we decided to wait in line and then everyone else joined later in the day and it was at an outdoor mall so we had to wait outside Um, oh my god waited seven and a half hours but we were towards the front, got on the news, and then, uh, yes, I remember just scrolling through Facebook, trying to keep myself occupied at hour number four and a half, and totally totally unrelated post, totally unrelated, not even to Star Wars, and someone just goes, Han Solo dies, little smiley face, and I just sat there like, huh, I'm gonna, no. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, I feel like everyone kind of expected it, but that was like, shit. Um, so that's my literal wow. Thing. It's pretty tough. Uh, I, I too, seeing Force Awakens. Yeah, that was that was back during the time. I also like when I was at school, there was mm. not reserved seating, so yep, very apprehensive about waiting in a line and the previous showing coming out. And they just oh my God. run their mouths and they walk right past you and they just talk and talk. That's what I was most scared of because there were there was definitely a showing before me. And even still now, I get a little apprehensive. Like I wear headphones walking into the <laughs> theater so I can avoid that. Sensory deprivator three thousand. For all the high bunch other fans out there. <laughs> <laughs> ba, 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 ba. I remember there was like a Reddit post that was like, if you were what kind of villain would you be? And I just said like I'd be like the kind of villain that just does minor inconveniences. Yep. So I feel like spoiling is up there, but like, you know, I had stuff on there too, like taking somebody's keys and like <laughs> I don't know. Just like that's like the worst villain possible. Is really the small things. It's the small mm-hmm. things. Another mm-hmm. terrible one too is like going in like when you had that thought of, oh my god, did I actually leave the light on? Did I actually leave the stove on? And you didn't. But this guy's like, you thought it. I'm gonna make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> now that's now that's Mephisto. That's the devil. Yeah, that's oh, the devil. Geez. Oh man. So let's talk about some better stuff. Yeah, we got. Louis. I would say I would say even worse than. Mephisto or any other supervillains, that first date that Jen goes on with that guy on his phone and looking at the the girl's ass mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. I've I've been lucky enough to be 
the ugliest person I know. So I've only been on so many dates. So I've never been on like a horrid date like that. So that was just awful. That, that just turned my stomach. I was like, this guy is the worst. What is going on right now? Does this actually happen to people? And uh, yeah, yeah that, that, that was pretty that, awkward. Yeah, that, that hurt my soul. Why was he there? He's there just for a couple free drinks. That's it. Yeah, she, she was a solid six. I don't know, man. Wow. I, I, I... Also, she's not a six. Can <laughs> we a... can we agree on this? What is going on? Oh, she's definitely not a six. No. Definitely Thank not. You. Not no six. Thank yeah, you. That That's crazy. the second time six is mentioned in the episode. Six drops of blood. Six <laughs> is Jen. She's got to be a third. Uh oh, <laughs> right. there might be one. There oh, might no. be one. Wait, we're what episode? You a tinfoil Loki episode four. Damn it! <laughs> no, 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 no. What 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 episode of uh of of Sopranos were were we on? Oh, I think it was well, season, season one, episode five, twelve. Episode tw- oh, it's season five, five. twelve. Oh, yeah, oh, 12. I thought, what if this is five, six? Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're getting close. What We're episode close. of This Is Us was he watching? Mm, Maybe that, that was the one, 12. Mm, yeah, Jeez. probably so. Now I gotta oh, find man. it. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> find it. Hole. Rabbit hole has begun. What's up, everyone? Welcome to my YouTube channel, where I find the most convenient <laughs> things in the Marvel Cinematic Universe for the worst mm-hmm. possible theories. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, Lou, you're saying subscribe. You know, it's also funny too. Like, there is that criticism that people were giving the show, aside from all the CGI when the trailers were out and like little leaks and rumors and people who have screened ahead of time, that the show was more just like Sex in the City meets Marvel. A lot of like personal, like slice of life stuff, dating, all like that. Whatever. Like when I initially heard that, I'll be honest and say, like, I felt a little like, eh, I don't know. Like, okay, like. I don't know. It's, it's I was a little uh, skeptical skeptical about it, but also I was in, like in the middle of Miss Marvel, and I was kind of just also like just not like being blown away or just having a good time. Um, however, I will say that like the little pieces of like life for someone who is super uh, superhuman, like doing that dance of okay, we're both reaching for our bag. Who's going for the check dance and all like that stuff on a date? Like that stuff's funny, and like the just like. Oh, I don't. I'm not gonna like resort and like lower my self esteem, and uh, and I'm gonna like actually try and put on like a profile of She Hulk versus just Jen, and then she's like, "Shit, you know what? Like we've all been there where we get a little lower. Like, yeah, you just you give in, right? And like honestly, I feel like that's kind of what's giving the the show heart. And I've actually come to really, really appreciate and like these moments more than I am like the the fighting, the action, just because it is different. And I think they're like the comedy is coming off well. Um. How do you guys feel about that? Do you feel like you're kind of in it or is it like it eh, not totally sold on it just yet? You know, I think um, as I was as I was initially watching it, I, I had a, a similar feeling of just not knowing if I would connect to like these small, just kind of subtle moments, like the really human side of things. But I think it's really it's 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 kind of the execution of it, you know, because it, it it feels like if if it's if it's in the wrong hands, this stuff could become a little trivial. Like, why are we spending time doing this? Why are we watching this person create a dating profile? But I, I think with the themes of like the She-Hulk character and who she is, and the fact that we do get a chance to see. I mean, she's a bit of a derivative version of a character, right? And and they play with that. They talk about that a lot. And I think having that element added on top of the fact that this is a person who like 
is using the persona as a benefit, but she really doesn't want to have that same responsibility. Like she's not an Avenger, you know, not yet at least. And so we can just kind of see what a superhuman would do if they just navigated regular everyday life. You know, they can't necessarily hide from their persona, their alter ego, so to say. And so I think that that stuff is, it's playing really well for me. It's playing really well because um, a lot of the huge epic universe shattering stuff that we'll get, you know, likely in a lot of these movies, um, it can become a lot to manage and keep up with, especially if there's just like problems with connection and continuity. Cause I'll look at something else like Loki and I'm like, well, that doesn't really tie into multiverse mm-hmm. of madness. Not really, you know? And mm-hmm. it creates like a lot of problems, know. but when you keep, yeah, right. Exactly. But when you keep stuff low stakes <laughs> like this, I think, you know, for a character like she Hulk who's supposed to be a little bit more relatable, um, I think that works. I think that, that that's what kind of distinguishes, you know, her from every nice. every other show or movie that we get. Like, yeah, man. Yeah. I think that relatable piece is probably the most important in terms of what She-Hulk is meant to be. <laughs> you mm. know, really everything Jordan just said, but it's because, like, I don't know, when was the last time, I don't know, you actually watched MCU film, it was like, dang, I could be that guy. It doesn't happen often, right? Unless it's like Paul Rudd and Ant-Man. It's like the closest thing, you know what I mean? That we're, we're like, oh, yeah, I could... I could be that guy like that. I could, I could do that. And so I think in, this phase is already so crazy with, I mean, Eternals, you know, I, like there's, there's all these larger than life ideas are just, we can't, you can't relate to it. Right. And, you know, Marvel has always had the perception of, of men turning into gods, right. Versus DC is always gods stepping down to the, the realm of men. And so I think it's, it's just an idea with, with Marvel in this current state where they're like, let's give them, something they can chew on, like pe- something relatable. So I think She-Hulk is that. Like a lot of people have been on dates. A lot of people use dating apps. A lot of people have had to deal with bullshit at work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a lot of people have had to go through these things that Jen also has to go through. Her family is super supportive. Everybody yeah. doesn't have, but it, it's doing different things than we've seen in the MCU. Um, and so I think that's, yeah, I think that's just an important beat that they're trying to hit um, in this in this series. And I think, they're doing a decent job at it. Thank you, man. Lou, what was on your mind? I, I have two thoughts. Uh, first and foremost, the relatable thing. She went on a date with a uh, former WWE tag team champion with John Cena, <laughs> David Otunga, <laughs> ex-husband of, of Jennifer Hudson. I've All never right. gone on a date with WWE champion <laughs> David Otunga, tag team champion. Not, not enough matcher. Not enough matcher. Um, and also, uh, you asked when was the last time you were related to a Marvel movie. Uh, I don't. Part of my workout every day is I usually just grab like a, a handrail and then a helicopter and I pull that guy in <laughs> and then I let it out and oh, I man. pull it in. I, I I I don't know. I was like, oh, I do that all the time. Rock and roll. Get those reps in. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's uh, you know, I kind of want to picture that too. Just like Louis, just like trying to text me back. It's like, uh, hold on. And just lets the helicopter go. And then, oh, <laughs> me up. also, I did not even realize I was a WWE wrestler. Um, oh, yeah. which guy was that? Was it the, the, the guy that how said, much can uh, you, is anyone um, going to take our order? That guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Damn. He, he, how much can you deadlift? I can deadlift yeah. 600 pounds and I'm a normal <laughs> man. Like, wow. Ex- yeah, yeah. Exactly. Wow. That guy. Crazy. I don't, uh, I don't want to sound racist, but I thought it was, uh, I thought it was mother's milk from, uh, from the boys. That's hilarious. I, he does I, I, like MMO. I thought it too. Yeah. 
And then I realized it was former WWE tag team champion, David Otunga. Otunga. Yeah. (laughs) They do resemble. There's a a, a tight shirtness quality, (laughs) I think, between both of them. They both have short hair, too. Yeah, it was like the the, the beard jawline. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very similar. Honestly, I would have loved it if that was Mother. That was MM. I would have been like, oh, now that's a crossover. That's that's the crossover we really, really want to see, for sure. Absolutely. Um, Jen versus Homelander. I'd watch that. Uh, there's two versions of that. Everyone wants to watch. Um, but you know, speaking of creepy guys, there was that third date she had when she was a, uh, in her She-Hulk form, and he was the dude who was like, "Wow, cool!" And he's like asking all these weird things, like, um, "Is your what skin a specimen?" Yeah, calls her a specimen. Which, oh yeah. It, like okay, uh, but then he mentions like, "Oh, is your skin indestructible?" Like penetrable. Can you do this? <laughs> penetrable. He he like lists off all these things that are basically He's like, like even vibranium. Yeah, vibranium. That's kind of weird, right? Like, yeah. I feel like this guy might have something to do with the wrecking crew or someone else. And hear <laughs> hear me out, Louis. This is my crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was waiting I like for you to say going. something wild. I like we- where we're going. Wrecking okay. crew is better. I was waiting for you to be like, I swear, this is <laughs> Kang the Conquerors. <laughs> little minion or something okay go on okay so hear me out so the guy his name is todd right such a todd um the actor's name is john bass bass it's one of those two i don't know i'm a bass player not a bass player so that's how i go at it um he's been another like uh he's been in baywatch he was in molly's game other stuff he seems to be like a kind of a character actor per se and just i don't know he's got a pretty good imdb page so i kind of feel like this guy being a little recognizable from other uh, IP, I kind of wonder if why would you bring in someone who actually has like a good like resume just to do this little throwaway date character for like what ten seconds? So that's where I kind of got my like the gears and wheels spinning a little bit. Like something's fucky. I don't know what it is, but those like if he just said specimen, okay. But then he's like the vibranium, this, that, 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 like um something's fishy. Something fishy. And that's where I kind of feel like maybe this is where their undercurrent is a little bit. Like of going back to really, really at the end of the show, I feel like it's gonna have someone finally succeeding with stealing her blood. And we're just getting a little bit more of interest in little gold nuggets leading up to that. Like, hey, don't forget, people really want what she has. Um did that sound as far-fetched, Louie? Or does that sound a little bit better after I kind of went <laughs> I, through it? I don't know how you got there from that date. You said because he was in a few <laughs> movies. Why would they bring in somebody that's been in these movies? They brought in former WWE <laughs> tag team champion with the peacemaker himself. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just I, um You got me. Yeah, I, I agree with the getting of her blood to make red hulk for the thunderbolts but i don't mm. i don't agree with the date thing man i swear i'm getting you a tinfoil hat like <laughs> it's, you know um i believe it was jordan earlier in this in the show he said your catchphrase where he's just like it's all connected this guy's gotta be working for <laughs> like i know i, no, like I didn't i didn't think that at you. all he was he was creepy or whatever but i feel like anybody like if there was real superheroes in real life really there would definitely be people like that going on dates with with supers and just being like 
is your skin impenetrable? And she's like, not by you, motherfucker. Damn. You know? So, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't get that from that guy, but I do agree with you. Well, you know, sometimes it's like you just you throw darts hoping you hit something right. If I throw enough crazy ass <laughs> theories, something's bound to happen. Um, we shall see. Uh, was there anything else that was like kind of interesting from any of your dates? I mean, the last one she ends on seems to be the winner. So we think of that. Uh, uh, what is he? Pediatric oncologist. That doctor. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Allegedly. Allegedly. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, 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 yeah, I mean, it, it seemed, it seemed like it was going in a good direction. He, he, but you know, he, I don't know, something always did feel a little weird. Like they were having a good conversation. He just seemed so, so acceptable of everything that was happening. Even when she goes off and is helping Wong fight little demons, you know, from another, another dimension. Um, but you know, I think, I think that the things that she, she sees is that, you know, people, people have obviously have it out for one reason and they just want to see she Hulk. So she becomes like an attraction for people. Um, so mm-hmm. sucks that it ended that way, but definitely the best case scenario out of every other person we saw, um, including former WWE tag team champion, <laughs> uh, you know, it doesn't really get much lower than that, but I think, uh, yeah, we, we, we saw, we saw how it played out for, her. um, I just, I think even with like casting, <laughs> yeah there's the <laughs> he was really uh, yeah he had a, he had a time he had a moment he was he was pretty big for a minute um they were in the yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I i i hesitate at even looking at casting i'm just it's it's more of like a personal fear because i just don't want to i don't want to go through like a whole nother ralph boner situation where it's like oh look at so-and-so come and it's like yay they're in the mcu now and then you get ralph bonard um so that's really unfortunate we have to hold that and live with that at this point still i just you know i don't know what that was about but yeah you know it's kind of one of those things where it's a little bit of a a hesitation to to lean too far into you know what what the potential of a character might be yeah i agree i mean it that's really what happened with a lot of over speculation and a lot of things i mean can you also imagine there's probably a world out there where everyone was saying you know oh my god andrew and toby they're gonna be there everyone knows it they didn't even have to market it we know we know we know what if they did it Oh, that's heck. literal hell number six. <laughs> that's it. That solves it right there. Right. <laughs> I mean, if we, we if we really have a conversation about phase four, if they did that, if they ha- if they were not in the movie, we, we'd be in an entirely different place right now. I think when it comes to phase four, uh, there would for be sure. no love for it at all. So, yeah, I'd be pretty pissed. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been that would have been awful. Um, I had like a 10 percent worry that, OK, what if they don't show up? Like, what if they are, you know, we're getting Ralph Boner. That sucks. Yeah. It was always there. The feeling was always there. <laughs> yeah. But what if? Exactly. Um, what was I going to say? Now, this is just because my theory, I have to just try before I forget. Um, I know there's another QR code in this episode. I don't know where I forgot. I didn't scan it. But if it is issue number six of She-Hulk, <laughs> then that's my third six. Oh, my goodness. Just saying. Mm. Someone else can figure it out. But if that's it, I'm not saying I'm uh, not onto something. But, you know, it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck. <laughs> it looks like a Mephisto. It's probably a Mephisto. So uh, with this date going kind of well, you know, they just get those fries to go and go straight back to uh, good old Jen's place. Um, eventually, things just kind of go sour because Wong needs help because Donnie Blaze is just 
messing things up again, sending people where he shouldn't, and just unleashes all these little gremlin, demon, goblin things. Um, but one thing that was funny before we get into that sequence. So with the fourth wall breaks, I feel like this episode probably had the most uh, fourth wall breaks just in general. Uh, fourth wall on the fourth episode, just saying. Um, <laughs> that's for you, Louis. Uh, it's been every episode. <laughs> <laughs> but it's four, man. Uh, Why are you doing this? Just because of this. Well, the fourth wall break she does, which I didn't catch in the first viewing, um, where she, the dude spills the wine, whatever, when they're like going to lean in and kiss and all that, spills the wine on his shirt, goes the like leave the living room to go freshen up, whatever. Um, she's looking around like what to do with the shirt. I love, she literally just looks right at us and just like, in an act of desperation, like don't judge me. And just like, doesn't say anything, but her <laughs> face and her expression, her eyes say it all. And she just tosses the shirt and then just waits for him to come back. Like, I thought that was the funniest wall break in the whole series so far, just cause he didn't no. have to say anything. It was just like, I felt that man. I related oh. to that. No, wait, what's your favorite fourth wall break? Oh, the best four, fourth wall break was the uh was was uh Bruce saying that he was a a completely different guy, literally. Yeah, that's that's fair. That was the best like that was the best one. And then she said, "Ha!" Ah! <laughs> it, it was perfect. It was a perfect joke. That that's fair. I I think I will concede and say that's the best. This is the second best. In my humble opinion. How about you guys, uh, Desmond Jordan? Do you guys have a fourth wall break favorite, or have you even thought about that? I bet you didn't know that you're going to get asked that on today's episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's fair. I think I, I'd pick another one from this episode. It was, it was. I think the first time she broke the fourth wall in this episode, where she said, "Oh, you know, doesn't everybody love Wong?" It's like, it's like giving us Twitter armor for a week. Oh yeah, which... that was great. It couldn't be more true. It's like, yeah, you know, you were, were, I have nothing bad to say when he's on screen. So you, you were a thousand percent right in that respect. So yeah, that, that, that one was a good one for me. Yeah. I, uh, really, I, I, all the ones you said are all the, the good ones, but there's an aspect I love of, was it the last episode where she's driving in the beginning and she takes her hands off the wheel completely. And yeah. She's like looking at the camera. I was like, Oh, you're just not gonna, not going to drive. So I, I like that aspect of, of that wall break. I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. She's not even driving anymore. Right. That's dangerous. Lady. It was a Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what they didn't show us. A Toyota Tesla. Um, awesome. <laughs> Toyota Tesla. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. So we get this whole cool fight uh, breakdown and everything at the Magic Castle because Donnie, like says, being a jackass, um, not listening to the cease and desist, just decides to pull out all the tricks. Um, so these monsters, you know, sometimes I'm always curious, like, cause everything feels like it's always a reference to something. Cause there's a such a wide bank of knowledge and just content to pull from, from the comics, uh, the source material. Do you know if, uh, those little demon monster things, are those just made or do those actually exist in the comics at all? Like, is there any significance? I have no idea. <laughs> so my speculation is that. It was specifically not hell, but limbo, in which mm. a lot of demon-like creatures exist. I think they might have like conjured up those specific little demons for this in particular, but that was kind of my idea. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It was weird that they didn't die either. That was weird. Yeah, it's kind of like you just the, the anger that they get. Got to throw them back. Yeah, interesting. The one that hit the wall grew big. I was like, yeah, I don't know. Why? <laughs> why did? Why is that the one? Like, they're like gremlins. Like, don't feed them after 12, midnight, you know? But then exactly. that's like, 
don't throw them against the wall, I guess. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. New from Hasbro. <laughs> you see a bunch of kids like throwing their toys against the wall. We all had a toy we threw against the wall. That's how you relate. Um, <laughs> uh, Louis, was there something you were thinking about saying about the whole gremlin little demon spawns? The first one hatched from a from a dove. That was that was weird. Weird. Yeah, that was and, un- uncomfortable. And it didn't look like he was throwing them back to where they came from. It looked like he opened a portal to like the Himalayas or something. Mm-hmm. And just what started was... throwing them at a at a mountain. <laughs> what was uh what's it called again? Where they uh from Multiverse Madness where they found like Wanda's throne essentially. Uh what was that place called again? Oh Wondergore. Wondergore. What yeah. is that was could that Look at you. Look at it you. It looks like job. that. <laughs> yeah, did, I thought about that when it happened too. I was like, is that Wondergore? Yeah. Good it looks job, like that. I, it, it feels like <laughs> Wong's go to spot because if you remember Infinity War when they were fighting uh the 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 black order i think that's thanos's like his mm-hmm. his minions names um when when he opened a portal and cut off one of the guy's arms it was also like resembling that place like a snow cap sort of place so i i it feels like that's like wonk's go to like just off the top of his head i'm just going to send him here that's that's the best place to send him but a lot of stuff has to be there at that point now cuz he he keeps using it so i'm just like wondering how much how much crazy shit is on the other side of all these portals? Isn't there like an episode of Jimmy Neutron where he has that cube that's like infinite storage and he just keeps shoving shit in there and then it's like, oh no. Like it all just comes out like, can you imagine like Wong's like, oh yes, I'm very good. Very good at what I'm doing. Not look under the couch. Like, like there's an episode of What If where all that shit just comes back and it's the apocalypse. Wow. That was uh, Call Obsidian, by the way. That's who he sent. Call Obsidian to the uh, to the snowy place. Easy to Wonder remember Court. for sure. Yeah, I think Louie might be one of the only people I know who actually is able to name off the entire children of Thanos. I like those guys. They're good guys. What are their names again, Louie? Can you remind me? Wait, Call Obsidian. Well, That's Black Dwarf, right? The big one is Call Obsidian. Uh, the the Squidward is Ebony Maw. The one that turns uh, Vision into a fucking kebab is Corvus Glaive. And the girl is Proxima Midnight. Hey, every time. That guy just turned that other guy into a fucking kebab. (laughs) Love the Deadpool reference. Louis is also the only person I know who actually memorized uh, good old uh, Allegra D. Uh, Carmen Electra. It's not. It, it's not that hard. Her name <laughs> is Contessa. Me, I can't do it. Her name is Contessa Valentina Allegra De Fontaine. It is not that hard. It's hard. You when you just don't, don't care it. to remember it. <laughs> you. <laughs> you got me. Um. Yeah. And, you know. You brought up one thing, uh, Jordan, about like Wong's go-to place. I also feel like every time Wong is in something. He always talks about how a misuse of magic is we're on the precipice of the un, like the misuse of magic can unlock things we are unaware of and destroy natural like reality and blah blah blah. I feel like he literally says it every time. Said it in Spider-Man, said it in this, said it in Doctor Strange, one and two probably, and like whatever else. I don't know. But it's like okay, if he's always saying this, is he just trying to like are they are they memeing us? Like trying to show like this guy is like a broken record? Or they're like, hey, 
listen to what Wong is saying. There's a reason why we're putting him in literally everything. Is that another one of my uh, brain scheme theories? That one doesn't feel as unlikely, actually, because mm-hmm. the guy is super cautious. You're right. He's very much like always stressing. Mm-hmm. This is the worst thing that could possibly happen. And we are this close to making it happen. What the fuck are you guys doing? Um, so I think that there might be something there. And, and but, you know, we have to pay it off with the time space continuum or whatever it is. We, we, we have to see that actually like break or destroy. Maybe that's the incursion stuff. You know, maybe that's what we get. Exactly. Out of like Secret Wars or something, you know, he he can he can foresee, you know, what the what the possible outcome of all of that is. But uh, yeah, it, it does feel intentional that we continue to hear it from him specifically all the time. Good old Wong, man. Yeah, the the incursions is where I'm getting at because like we've seen it, we've heard it, and it's just like it definitely seems like that's why that whole comic run of uh the second Secret Wars is more likely what they're pulling from because that's all incursion based. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like hey hey hey. Pay attention. This is going to come up on the pop quiz later. We had a pop quiz. Did you guys know that? What? No. What was the pop quiz? It's participation, so you're good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Good. <laughs> Wasn't prepared. <laughs> right. Uh, so the whole fight, you know, Jen's just throwing down demons left and right, just fighting them. She's like, what the hell am I supposed to even do? And then she's like, oh, I'm actually kind of good. Uh, this whole episode, though, basically just ends with her, you know, having a good night and then waking up and realizing that guy is just as pretentious as everyone else and superficial um, for as much as of a high horse he was talking about on the date and everything. Good old six Jen Walters, just unwanted by good old Dr. Dreamy. After that, we find out that her name is Trademart and we're finally getting back to the first episodes, like who we thought was going to be the main villain every episode, uh, Titania now suing her. Think I'm right on this, but if you guys recall when she's swiping originally the first time as Jen, there's a guy you see who's like wearing a sea captain's hat and holding a cat or something very cheesy. Apparently, the director of She Hulk, that's her husband. And then he shows up again when he's the one delivering the actual like you've been served. That's the mm. same guy from like the whole like dating app. Um mm. I think. I think that's what I read, and I found that very just inner joke funny and all that. Um, but once again, it all comes full circle. The lawyer is getting sued by someone for something silly. It's all connected. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? Titania? What a villain. She's a menace. <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty much the episode. Um, and then we get that good old end credits here, uh, stinger with which, you know, good old fourth wall break. Where we get to see uh, Madison and Wongers just having a good time watching TV. We now know what his favorite drink is, and he mentions a gin wedding. and tonic. Gin and tonic. Um, it's me and Louis's favorite drink too. You know, hold the hold the gin. Um, I mean, I tonic, don't drink. Actually, that's the that's the joke. Uh, I gotcha. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So, I'm just kind of curious. This is not even me trying to go too nuts with this, but like. He mentions like, oh yeah, we have some yak milk left over from a wedding. Do you know what wedding he might be like potentially talking about? I assumed it was the Multiverse of Madness Christine's wedding. That's why I, I assumed it was that one because I, I I really couldn't think of. Yeah, I was thinking about. I really couldn't think of like what other wedding he would 
be at unless you know something happened off screen but that was the one that seemed the most likely since we just saw it right yeah it's like literally the only one we've seen since i don't know how um well wong was invited to tony's wedding maybe just never Mm. got to go and just just sitting there for tony milk huh was was wong uh was wong blipped they could have gotten married during the blip I, you're making me go back in mind now. I don't know. Yeah, maybe he, it was oh, that wow. wedding. I, I doubt it, but maybe. I don't think he was blipped. I don't know. No, if he wasn't because that. that's how he became. That's how he became the, the sorcerer supreme. Oh my God. That's right. Yeah. Because yeah, Strange right. was blipped. That's right. Yeah. yeah. A technicality, as he says. Uh huh. Yeah. Maybe it is Tony's wedding. Yeah, maybe. Um, we didn't. I didn't get into it, but I did want to mention one of my favorite parts of this uh, episode was uh, in the courtroom when they brought Madison on to be a witness or a yeah witness. Mm-hmm. Um, she she sits down and you know she hands the guy her drink. You can have it. I'm not sick. <laughs> She's hilarious. <laughs> And uh, she sits down, and they go, well, what's your name? And she goes, well, my name is Madison with two N's and a Y, but it isn't where you think. But then it it shows uh, Donnie Blaze's lawyer, and he's, like, scratching off the name Madison. That was, like, perfect to me. <laughs> I loved I loved that. I was like, ah, it wasn't where he thought. That, that was the best. That was the <laughs> best. Oh yeah, did, go back and and watch it again. I saw it the first time, and then I watched it again uh, today at lunch, and it made me laugh again. And she's like, "It isn't where you think." And then she spells it out, and he's like, "Grr!" He scratches <laughs> it off of his paper. That's funny. I, uh, you know, it's also funny too. Like <laughs> the whole debate on like magic: is it a riot? Is it not? And all that fun stuff. And then like the he's like, "Is it magic?" Is it not real if I could do this? Is this not real magic? And then you see like this lawyer and his the guy who's like the owner of the magic castle just start doing the whole like classic pulling out like an endless stream of ribbons <laughs> or flags for his thing. And then the other guy's just got the knot and like she's like, You're the lawyer's a magician. I thought that was just, you know, like it's it's funny, it's cheesy, but at the same time, like that I generally find like entertaining. I don't feel like, oh, it's so stupid. Fuck Marvel. Fuck Disney. How could they do that? It's funny. <laughs> Chill. Yeah, I mean, the the anger that people possess at some of this stuff is kind of it's kind of weird, but they they I mean, they I think that they do subtle comedy in the show really really well. That's like it's not it's not always in your face. It's those small moments that are just like off to the side. Like I remember even this I don't know why it made me laugh, but when Jen as She-Hulk was in the courtroom and Madison like sat in her seat and like Jen went to just sit back down and Madison was already sitting there and she just kind of just stood there staring at her like what the fuck are you doing like <laughs> I didn't we- catch that damn <laughs> I, I was That's clearly great. sitting there it's just small it's small stuff like that that I really that always gets me because I think like you know I think about like other sitcoms like The Office they always had that small subtle they had outlandish comedy too but there are a lot of small subtle moments that you would have to like go back and rewind just to yeah just the dry humor this mm-hmm you know, add that to your uh, your list of inconveniences uh, where <laughs> you have that person whenever as soon as you get up out of a seat at a party, wherever you're at, they immediately take your seat and then just act like you're the one who's being weird that like I'm clearly sitting here. Like, <laughs> you got up. 
to go throw away a napkin two feet away. Clearly, this is not your seat anymore. Like, that'd be mm-hmm. funny. Um, Louis, you also sparked something else that I was going to ask about. And now I cannot remember. Um, so in the meantime, so that's pretty much like the whole episode. You. What's up? I said there's someone behind you. <laughs> <laughs> like a scary movie. <laughs> No, there was literally somebody behind no, you. No, it was. It was. <laughs> Got me nervous now. I'm only alone in here. There shouldn't be anyone behind me. <laughs> my wall's been, my ceiling was leaking from the storm the other day. Too so. much six talk here. That's, that's you know, starting to catch up. Yeah, right? I know. There's one missing, and the energy is getting a little bit too high. <laughs> Heck yeah. Uh, I guess really, you know, we didn't really talk too much about Madison in general. Um, but, I mean, I'm really surprised with how well this character seems to be received and liked because on paper she sounds like she'd be terribly annoying um just if i like read a description about who this character is before even seeing her how dare you and i'm just saying i'm just like probably been a little hesitant (laughs) like what 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 like because the whole like it's not where you think she does it twice but every time it's it's funny like it it doesn't yeah it works so i think it's cool to see that they have this good balance of humor going on uh because like the other spectrum is more like what happened with like Love and Thunder, where it's just straight up joke, 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 then real, joke, joke, mm-hmm. joke, then real again, you know. Um, so, do you guys think we'll see more of Madison in this show or even in the future MCO? Because her and Wong's going to be pretty good. She's all over the place right now, man. <laughs> like, just go on Instagram; she's the first thing you see. Quite, quite literally. Oh, she's gone. <laughs> well, anyway, anyway. Um, I, I, I know, I've seen a lot of her. I don't think she's coming back in the in the MCU though. I don't, unless it's just for a brief, funny cameo or something. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, probably nothing does. meaningful. But yeah, I f- I feel like the reaction is gonna get her more work out of the MCU just based off of how people are reacting to her. They probably never had any plans for her after this, and we're like, okay, one and done. But you know, they see something that's good. You want to keep it around, so I wouldn't be surprised. Oh uh, yes, it's the multiverse of Madison now. You gotta, <laughs> you, you gotta live with her at this point. You know, Wong. I don't know. We're gonna see Carmitage, and Madison's gonna be there, just drinking yak milk mixed with vodka in the background. Um, well, it'll, Wong, again, it'll, Wong, it'll, I was okay. gonna say Wong's girlfriend died in uh, Multiverse of Madness, so he he's probably. Getting back on Matcher, maybe uh, maybe him and uh, Madison could be a thing. I hey. and <laughs> multiverse of Madison. That is that is perfect. <laughs> I love that. Um, you know, it actually reminded me of what I was going to say though. Uh, so I'll kind of end on this. So with uh, I've I've only heard about it. I don't really know too much about it, but like the the comic line, uh, Strange Academy which I think is more like younger sorcerers or characters brought in. So I was thinking about this because I saw someone mention it and it kind of got, you know, me thinking a little bit more about it. We saw uh, America Chavez go to Comtage and everything, now training. There's someone else. You brought up Ned earlier in the episode who also is mm-hmm. like, huh, that little like, is Ned going to become a sorcerer or something? Like not Hobgoblin? Hobgoblin Supreme? I don't know. That sounds like a Taco Bell terrible menu item um <laughs> but uh that's like two you know young like sorcerers or something do you think they actually could be setting up eventually down the road uh 
a young Doctor Strange Academy or something else like that where they're training a team of young sorcerers in the MCU. I think that's fair. I know we, on our podcast, we talked about the potential for Wong to get his own something, like his own spinoff, because he's becoming super popular lately. I don't know how much a Wong show by itself sells, but I think a Strange Academy is that's 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 actually a really a really interesting idea that i could see them tapping into like the sorcerer stuff but i feel like if they do that that's where we need to see Mordo again he would be Mm -hmm. kind of an obvious foil as we get more and more sorcerers trained younger sorcerers trained that could be the opportunity i mean if he's not if he's not actually dead though that's kind of the the caveat but i think i think that that's um that's viable we could see something like that i feel like there's a lot of gold there actually and, and even talking about this, the more we talk about it, the more I really like it. Um, mm-hmm. Because we know we know Wanda's somewhere. Um, yeah. And Wanda Wanda's a part of Strange Academy, I think. Uh, we, talk, we talked about D23 stuff, right? Werewolf by Night. If you watch the trailer, you've seen Man-Thing. Man-Thing is in Strange Academy, I think. Like, there's, there's very small seeds that could make this definitely um, be a thing. So um, I'd be interested in a, a Strange Academy something with with all of those things it, it sounds cool to me hmm. louis what do you think about this i've never heard of it and um i don't know i i'd watch it it, it would almost have to be a disney plus show yeah i don't know i don't know about making absolutely a strange academy movie yeah especially movie. yeah especially with no doctor strange i feel like doctor strange is on to bigger and better things if you're gonna put his name into the thing he's got to be in it you know Wong Academy. Yeah. Wongers. Wongers. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. Um, yeah, and it's true because, like, um, even we kind of saw a failed attempt at trying to, I don't even know if it'd be school. Like, uh, who in their right mind actually watched New Mutants? Did you guys see that movie? I did. did unfortunately. unfortunately. I tried four <laughs> times. Louis, did, didn't you try watching it too, or did you actually get through it? Nope. I got past 20 minutes and I fell asleep every time. But that's like, you know, the, like the younger in a school kind of weird, creepy thing. Mm-hmm. Didn't work out. Um, but also, that's kind of what I imagine could kind of be a similar setup. Um, but I just pulled it up right now, like Strange Academy, like some characters and faculty. Obviously mm-hmm. strange. Uh, there's some characters I don't know, but stop me if they like, ah, wait a minute. Um, Dr. Voodoo, Zelma Stanton, uh, the Ancient One, Mindful One. And this is where I got, uh-oh, uh, Professor Emeritus Harkness, which is the real uh-oh. name is Agatha yep. Harkness. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, there's Coach Taylor, sister Sarah of the Holy Sepulcher, um, which is that the Sarah who was the one who died in Multiverse Madness, or is that just convenience? I think that's a, think that's a Ghost Rider character. Is it? I'm pretty, sure that, I'm pretty sure that's Sam Wilson's sister. <laughs> Sister Sarah. She was her Sarah, you're Sarah. Right. Yeah, her name is Sarah. You're so right. Or, that's why I'm laughing. Or, I was like, Dana's accurate. Or Captain America's mom. Uh, the character appeared in the 2007 film Ghost Rider and the Hulu television series Hellstrom, portrayed by Sam Elliott. Oh, the caretaker. Hold on, hold on. It took me to the wrong Wikipedia page. This is a bad link. Um, I don't even know where I'm at. This is a rabbit hole I probably should be going down at this point. Um, but yeah, also one of the other ones is Senor Magico, aka Mediso Mystico. Um, and there's literally a question mark Ooh. next to it. I, I love know. when you speak Spanish. 
I <laughs> they do fromage. <laughs> um, oh, Dexter. <laughs> uh, Scarlet Witch, Magic, Hellstrom, Sister mm-hmm. Grimm, Shaman, Man Thing, Dead Girl, also known as Moonbeam, uh, Wong, Rintra, uh, which we now have, and then Kana, which real name is P K Z K R F M K N N A. The like, that sounds like. W K K R F M W T E L U A in the loop. What's up? Uh, that that random like DC villain, magic villain, Mister Mister Sixty Plicks. I don't know how to say it. It's okay. <laughs> oh it's, yeah, Mister. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's a crazy name, but yeah, that's what that reminded me of. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's some more characters here too. So now I kind of want to go check out, add it to another one of my reading lists. I'll probably get to in the next two years. Is Rencher the Minotaur thing? Yeah, that Minotaur man. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, so interesting. You're smart. Yeah. 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 Well, awesome guys. So, you know, this brings us to the end of pretty much this discussion on this episode. Uh, do you feel like there's anything you missed or anything else you want to cover before we kind of end off and be a little bit more, where do we go from here? With episode five coming up. <clears throat> no, I you know, think I think, everything. F- hmm? yeah, I, th- I think that, that, that mostly covers it. I, I think it, it, we, we've talked about it already. Just like, titania and like finally getting to that story because it feels like that that was going to be like the central connective tissue amongst all this so we'll see her next week and hopefully that's kind of like where the rest of the series like really really ties things up so i'm just kind of looking forward to that like actually having something that carries us forth week to week so we'll see Mm -hmm. nice awesome well, uh, I'm very hopeful for episode five. I hope we get more into like the the details of just the real like story plot. What you were talking about, Louis? What's really going on here? You know, because uh, I got five episodes left, and then after the five, we only got four, and after four, we're on two, three, and then it keeps going. Eventually, episode six will come. <laughs> we're working hard today for that one. We're working hard for the six. I will find a third number six, <laughs> even if I have to just. Come up with it on my own. I will find it. I'll figure it out. Do I remember what the second one was? I do not, but I will figure it out along the way. Um, so, yeah. <clears throat> so, before we kind of end off the show here, this is where we usually talk about just like uh, trivia, shout outs, things we kind of covered, but we've just been so busy. D23 kind of took up a lot of bandwidth. Um, so, we'll have more trivia and stuff coming up uh, this week to do shout outs in the future. So, I think it'd be fun that we do our favorite new segment, uh, no bias here, where we ask Louie, the Star Wars master and officiato, Master Yoda himself knows all the answers of the ancient force, a Star Wars question. Now, uh, Desmond, Jordan, I kind of prefaced this a little bit beforehand, uh, letting you guys know that this is where Louie is going to get the answers pulled from the force, from the ether itself, and answer a question. Do you guys have uh, any questions? that you're thinking of asking this guy here? If not, I have one I can ask. (laughs) You know, nothing off the top of my head. I'm Star Wars. It could be literally anything. It could be anything. (laughs) I know literally nothing. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't say literally nothing, but pretty, pretty damn close. Devin's going to ask me an Anakin Skywalker question. (laughs) Okay, I just ha- I, for some reason I just asked you like three Phantom Menace questions in a row, no thought of it on my own, and then you called me out, and so I had to give you a question from like every trilogy essentially. 
uh, to help skew it a little bit better. Um, so I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to, on this magical list of 200 questions, I'm just going to scroll until I land on one. And if it's a Phantom Menace one, mm. so help me God, it's because the Force willed it. Okay, we're going to the other question. Um, <laughs> in Star Wars, The Force Awakens, Louie, oh. on what planet does Rey meet BB-8 for the first time? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Sounds familiar, right? Yeah. The... Uh... The first question you asked me was, where was uh, Anakin Skywalker from? And I couldn't figure that out either. That ended up being Tatooine. That is literally the only planet that I know. <laughs> uh, I, I assume that's not right. But um, You're close. You never know. You are oh. close. So give me... Um, give me... Um, What, what what would be close? Oh man, um, you got yeah. this, man. I, I, let's go with uh, um, let's go with Henneka, Planet Henneka. Yeah, Hanukkah. tattoo, tattoo Halloween. We'll go with Henna, Henna Hanukkah, Henneka. Am I good? Am I right? Show over. I win. You're, yep, you win. Uh, it was actually called Jakku, and is also oh, a desert sand planet. That, that was my next. That was my next guess. I know you were so close. Um, Jakku. You know that was a hard one. I, I I will admit it was a little bit of a hard one because is very similar to Tatooine. So you had the right mindset. No, I didn't. I would have never. Yeah, no, never. It's all good. McCl- McClunky. There you go. When in doubt, Newt Gunray. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, for the good folks at home, Desmond Jordan, uh, tell us about your podcast. Where can people check you guys out? What do you guys like to do? Sure. Well, we release episodes on our podcast feed every Tuesday. We review movies, TV, streaming series, anime, everything under the sun, really. Anything <laughs> that we enjoy. We talk about video games, um, of course, as well. And so, again, we release episodes every Tuesday. Um, we're on all the major platforms, Spotify, Apple, especially. And uh, if folks want to follow us and tune into the things we talk about, you can follow us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and even Facebook at Two Black Nerds. And uh, we're currently also talking about She-Hulk right now. So we will be doing our weekly reviews for the remaining five episodes of the series. So definitely check that out. Yeah, nice. we also uh, have a website, twoblacknerds.com, where you can currently check out our Two Black Nerds, um, Nerds of Thunder collection. Um, if you, you know, uh, want to, but also our older collections on there as well, including, uh, Miles and Virgil collection or Batman collection. Um, yeah, just any previous collection. So go ahead and check that out if you're interested as well. Thank you guys. Well, thank you both for being on so much. Uh, it's been a blast having you. Thank you for sitting through all the crazy theories and helping me, uh, <laughs> figure it out along the way. Um, we hope that didn't scare you away and you don't go to some portal and have to make a deal with the devil just to stay away from us. Um, I kid. Uh, but thank you all so much. Well, uh, make sure you guys check out the two black Burton's, excuse me, two black nerds. It's been a long night, everyone. Um, podcast, all the links, socials, website, everything will be in the show notes for this week's episode. Um, uh, we hope to have you guys on in the future. Welcome back anytime. 
have to follow Please, up to see if always. I'm right about the 666 theory. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll figure it out next time. Right. Awesome. Well, that just about does it for us at Earth A94. Make sure you guys, uh, if you like the episode, or if you have a crazy theory, let us know. Give us a review. We love the five-star ones the best because they are the ones that help us reach more people in the multiverse. Um, we have merch store. Go check it out, earthay94podcast.com slash store, and pick up something cool. We're working on uh, getting some hats made because Louis made a good point. We don't have hats, so that's the point. We should make a hat. So, do I get to Louis going bald. He needs something to cover his dumb head, so. I feel you, Lou. Um, yeah, so that does it for us here. Thank you all so much. We'll be back uh, next week for another review of She-Hulk. Multiverse of Madison now.